And welcome one and all to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet episode 67 the early morning edition or well, early morning for you yeah we're totally flip-flopping it this week everyone in case you're wondering why it sounds like matt has way more energy than me for a change uh i i gotta travel this week in fact i got two trips back to back this week a family reunion and then fan expo I knew my travel plans were going to get fucked up, so we're recording this Friday morning. Yeah. Which is later for Matt, so you know, hey, this is if you ever wondered what what if the positions were switched around, what if you know fortunes were changed and you know Matt was doing it late and I was doing it early, now you know. Now you know. Mhm. I had totally different plans for this show, too. I was going to try and bank, like, a commentary. We were going to do, like, Lego Batman, and I was just going to put that up later in the week while I was away. But then a fair amount of news actually came down the pipeline. A lot of news, actually. And I thought, well, fuck, if I'm going to be doing this early in the morning anyway, let's talk about what we're going to talk about, and then we'll take it to the fans, either on Twitter, or Matt was nice enough to take it to the fans on the Discord that we have. And I said, let's make it a news Q&A episode to kind of tide people over, because chances are you're probably not going to get a show next week. You are going to get something, though. I'm not going to say you aren't going to get anything. I'm probably going to have to come back on the Sunday and I'm going to have to work really hard to cut a con video, but you'll probably get that on the Wednesday in the place of a regular comic multiverse. And if you're a patron, you'll probably get all that first. Awesome. So there you go. So how's uh, how's your week been, Matt? Pretty good, pretty good. It's been a busy week. There are a lot of comics that came out this week. Yeah, yeah, I know. Tell me about it. Lots of, lots of stuff happening. I, I've read almost everything at this point because I had to push myself to try and get everything done so I can try and, you know, get those videos to come out while I'm away. What, uh, what's your favorite thing you've read so far? Whew, there was there's a fair bit that, that was out this week. We obviously had Secret Empire issue 9, the penultimate issue. Very penultimate. Yeah, very, very, very penultimate. Um, <laughs> Lots of shit going down in there. Yeah, we we had uh, obviously Action Comics building up to Mister Oz. Yes, we saw his the, his reveal in yeah, two weeks. Yeah, we saw freaking Mister Oz shoot lasers from his eyes. Very Kryptonian looking lasers. Yeah, very, very Kryptonian. You've been working under the theory for a bit now that it might actually be Jarrell because he actually has like a bit of a matching headpiece. Yeah, it might be. It might be the a uh, post. Crisis Jor-El, and th- this issue kind of like like furthers that because he's got the heat vision, he's got the blue eyes like Jor-El does. He refers to himself as not human, and humans are beneath him in terms of smarts and intelligence. What uh, what would make you think Jor-El would go off the reservation like this? What do you think his motivations are? Well, the thing is, Mr. Oz isn't really doing anything bad. No, nothing. Like, he's not trying to take over the world. If anything, he's building some manner of team to defeat Dr. Manhattan or defeat whatever evil force is coming. So, I mean, it kind of fits with Jor-El's character to be like, oh, I lost, uh, what is it, I lost uh, Krypton, I won't lose Earth. Yeah, and then the training his son to get ready to fight, I guess, Dr. Manhattan or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever comes. He also clearly has some level of knowledge about Kryptonian technology because we saw him talking to Little John through the Kryptonian war mech in uh, the 40s. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, if that does turn out to be true, they've red herringed it and seed planted pretty good along the way. They definitely have. I, of course, was a big fan of Generations this week because it was Unworthy Thor and Mighty Thor. Have you read that one yet? 
I did. I thought it was a pretty cool book. It's a fun story, and Jason Aaron, being the master of continuity that he is, actually weaves quite a few interesting storylines in there. Uh, we get to see Thor in the time period where he couldn't uh, raise the hammer just yet, because that's, you know, his new thing, where it's like, oh, well, he tried every day as a young man to try and uh, get it up, but he couldn't because he was unworthy. Yep. It's funny, you know, when Odin was coming in there and bugging him, I couldn't help but feel there was like a masturbation allegory at play where it's like, <laughs> Odin's beard, son, are you playing with that hammer again? You ain't never going to get it up, son. <laughs> I'm old as shit and I can't get it up anymore. Now company's coming. <laughs> it's rude to play with your hammer when company's coming. <laughs> you put that away. <laughs> no one you'll you'll that. go blind. <laughs> Or become unworthy. And hell, uh, Aaron even ties it together with what uh, Remender was doing with Uncanny uh, Avengers back in Marvel now because Thor and Thor fight Apocalypse in Egypt. They do. And Thor's even like, hey, I remember you. You kicked my ass that one time. <laughs> I want revenge. And because it is a Jason Aaron book and because Jason Aaron is also writing uh, Legacy as it comes down, that special legacy one-shot, he dropped some hints for that. He did some surprising ones. I didn't see that coming. Apparently, Odin One-Eye, you know, Odin the All-Father, used to date the Phoenix Force. It's just, you know, casually. I was trying to explain that to someone. It's like, what, you mean like he dated the Avatar of the Phoenix Force? I'm like, no, 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 like he dated the fire. <laughs> yeah. And apparently they had quite the relationship, but the Phoenix is, is, is a fickle mistress, and she's moved on. Yes, she has. This same person also asked, isn't Odin married? I'm like, oh yeah, he's, he's got a couple wives. Yeah, they mention them in this. They do mention them. Like, ow, Odin, all the other evil shit you did is one thing, but screwing around on Freya and, and the other two? Yeah, I, I like it as well that it was like a little, just a little bit of the issue at, near the end. I was like, wait... What, what's 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 Thor's goat carrying? Oh, it's carrying the nose of the Sphinx. They cut the nose off the mm. Sphinx. That's why it has no nose. That's so cool. Yeah, and the Vikings just have that now. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty fucking hilarious image. Thor only gets involved in ancient Egypt because his Viking buddies sailed too far, and they're like, oh, fuck, we're in the Nile. How did we get here? <laughs> I wonder, is, is that real history? Because, like, in real life, the Vikings sailed places that would amaze you, where you're like, really? They were there, too? You know, it wouldn't surprise me if at one point they were over near Egypt or somewhere within, like, Africa or something. Yeah, like, I'm sure that's not, like, such a stretch. Yeah. Because Vikings did go pretty much everywhere and discover pretty much everything before other people did. Mm-hmm. I, I also had instant flashes when I was reading that of, like, uh, that new Assassin's Creed Origins, because that's also going to be in Egypt. Yep. How does that look to you? We haven't talked video games in a while. Eh, I, I'm kind of done with the 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 Mass Effect series. Uh, the not Mass Effect. I'm done with the Mass Effect series as well. But I'm done. I'm done with the uh, Assassin's Creed series. <laughs> you you just thought a uh, disappointing series and instantly jumped to Mass Effect. You had a Freudian <laughs> Mass did. Effect slip. It's funny as well because just this other week that they, they just announced that there's no more single player updates for that's, Mass Effect Andromeda. They essentially just sent it out to pasture to die. That's disappointing, but also tells you a lot. Where they're like, "Look, you know what? Let's just move on from this." Uh, didn't they follow that up by saying, "Like, look, Mass Effect will come back when it's cool again, basically." 
Yeah, well, they, they've been saying that about Dead Space, and it's mm. been, what, five, six years since the last Dead Space game? Yeah, I feel like they're really betting the farm and really uh, hoping everyone will love that new one they're doing, Pro- Project Rise or Risen or whatever the fuck it is. Oh, um, uh, Anthem. Anthem, yes, that thank you. I knew it was a one-word title. J- jetpacky, spacey, fighty that looks like Mass Effect but isn't Mass Effect. Yeah. The spiritual successor to Mass Effect. Wouldn't that be fucking hilarious if Anthem is actually in the Mass Effect universe? <laughs> or if at the last second they change the title to uh, Mass Effect Anthem. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, no, I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> it's like, hey, guess what, everyone? It was in the same universe all along. <laughs> but, yeah, but back to the Assassin's Creed thing. Yeah, It looks like an Assassin's Creed game. It also looks like, oh, so of all the series you chose to steal from, you're stealing from the Dark Souls series now? Okay. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. All right. I would probably be more willing to buy it if they're like, look, if you play this, we promise you'll only have to play around in Egypt and you won't have to do any stupid uh, future storylines. Yeah, well, I I think they've kind of ditched that now. They've ditched it more and more, but that's always the ultimate bait and switch of the Assassin's Creed series. It's like, oh, look at this cool historic action. Isn't it great? Oh, but you got to suffer through this future stuff, too. Future stuff that we'll never put in the trailer or never put in any of the demos, almost like we're embarrassed by it. Yep, yep. But we need to do it because the future stuff uh, fuels the whole multimedia part of the Assassin's Creed series. We need that for, you know books and coloring books and play sets <laughs> and everything else that is Assassin's Creed. Did, did you see freaking Final Fantasy is getting an Assassin's Creed themed DLC? I did, I did. I saw that not too long ago. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, I mean, of all the crossovers, I I never would have pegged that one. That that feels like someone's fan fiction. It it really does. It feels like someone's fan fiction. So, all right, I guess we can hop into the news this week. And hey, hey, speaking of things that sound like fan fiction, uh, there's a solo Joker movie apparently in development right now, only it might not just be Joker. Apparently it might be a Joker and Harley Quinn origin movie coming from the director of The Hangover and the writer of Crazy Stupid Love and maybe produced by Scorsese. See, at the moment, I put a, like a list together. DC have like like nineteen movies announced, and that was like ones that like I remembered. And I had people keep telling me, "Hey, you remember they're still doing a Lobo movie or a Legion of Superheroes movie? You know, movies everyone forgot." Until I see, you know, a picture of like a set with the director on it. Yeah, I don't believe anything they they announce, especially this, because this sounds made up. I'm like, no, it you does. didn't really do that. You, you know what this made me feel like, Matt? You know how in science fiction shows and in Rick and Morty, you have like the alternate universes, the universes that are like our Earth, except for like some crazy differences. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced, you know, with a Trump presidency and a solo Joker movie origin movie on the horizon, we are officially in the alternate universe now, Matt. <laughs> This is the world we live in now. We are in alternate Earth. This is <laughs> we're now, Earth 2. <laughs> this is now Earth 2. We were Earth 1, but things shifted and phased, and we are now in Earth 2. And this is what we have to live with. Some some big blue guy with a big blue dong stole 10 years. Motherfuck. Give me those 10 years back, you big blue jerk. I need those. We need to have planet Earth legacy where we all get back to basics. <laughs> 
<laughs> in what made us good, and then you know you'll be running around, Matt, and some dude in a green hood will be fucking with you. <laughs> and then you'll fuse with your old counterpart, Matt, from the old universe, but like you'll arguably be made a lot better for it, and you'll just have a kid. <laughs> and everyone just, will just, just out of nowhere. Just out of nowhere, you'll just have a kid, and like everyone will really like the kid, and like he'll be one of the best things about this crazy new Earth. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm trying to think what my Green Arrow version of that would be. Oh, uh, I, I'd find out my mom was alive, but my mom was also evil, so now both my mom and dad were both evil cult leaders, so that's going to fuck with me. And then you just you just go on a road trip. Mm -hmm. I am going to be going on a road trip for the next two weeks, so yeah, kind of. <laughs> and I'm going to meet other podcasters, I'm going to have adventures. with. I actually am going to be meeting one podcaster having an adventure, <laughs> so fuck yes, we are at Earth 2. <laughs> this shit is real, but yeah, so yeah, a, a possible Joker Harley Quinn origin movie that also might not even be attached to the main universe, because there's no word yet on Leto coming back to this, he hasn't spoken up about it. Well, he, uh, I think he did say something about it, but it was essentially like what Affleck said, like, I've got to keep playing this role until I die. Mm. Keep in mind, Leto was the only person who actually spoke up about the crappiness of Suicide Squad and said he felt like he was cheated and lied to in that role. Yeah, in the same interview, he, he said that, like, like half of the stuff that, like, was reported about him on set wasn't actually true. But I, I was like... When do you like the one who kind of spread half of that shit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, when he said that stuff, I'm like, oh, so don't expect Leto back anytime. I assume this was their way out. Where it's like, okay, we'll do an origin movie and cast a different actor. Same with the the Batman stuff as well. Oh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Let's let's continue to beat the Joker Harley horse here. Do we really need an origin for their story? They already bungled Harley's origin in Suicide Squad. Well, not only that, they got like writers and directors who who've made like romantic comedies and stuff so that just like begs the question they will romanticize this relationship between the two which is something you don't want to do no but hey as we as we mentioned in our commentary for suicide squad and i actually went back and listened to that you know no no no, no. She, 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 we want to do the twilight romance we want to do the 50 shades thing you know people people like that when it's horrible and disgusting <laughs> That's that's where the money is in horrible and disgusting. Uh, I guess it is. Uh, and again, it's like a Joker origin is is not like the thing people like about Joker that you know his origin is never set in stone and he has like a million different origins that change with the season and no one really knows what he's about because he's mysterious. Well that's, well, that's like when this news came out, everyone's like, oh yeah yeah, they'll do Killing Joke, they'll do Killing Joke. That's his origin. I'm like, that's not his origin. That's him telling someone his origin. You can't rely on him to tell you what his origin is yeah, he's it, the joker it's the official unofficial origin sometimes it's the red hood sometimes it's jack napier sometimes it's a million other things that made him into the joker Mhm. Mm it, ju it just seems like such an odd choice and again it's like so let me get this straight you can't even really get superman right but you're gonna be doing a solo <laughs> origin joker movie that may or may not even exist in this canon Exactly, they they can't get like their their poster boy right, but Fuck. they'll but they'll go go on and make all these fucking Harley Quinn, Joker movies. Fucking fucking perspective, DC Warner Brothers. You earn the chance to make like some weird Joko jo Joko block. Can you tell I'm tired? You earn <laughs> the chance to make some crazy Joker solo piece 
when you get Superman right. So far, the only one you've even got kind of close to right was Wonder Woman. Yeah, and even that was kind of, And even then, you kind of bungled the ending a little bit, but you know what? It was such a marked improvement for you guys. I'm willing to give that to you. <laughs> it's it's like they got way too drunk and rowdy at like the Wonder Woman uh, success party. Yeah, we did it. Biggest origin movie of the summer. Maybe biggest of all time. Biggest success for us. Woo! Now watch me shoot myself in the foot with this clown gun. Well, well as I said, when the news was announced, they, they saw like a video of Red Letter Media or their Best of the Worst yeah. or Plinketto and like, hey, that's a good idea how to pick movies. We'll just put them all, put put all like the movies we want to make up on the thing and we'll spin it every week and then announce it. It does feel like that's how it's working and it's like, okay, will this have any impact on the possible Suicide Squad 2 that may or may not be happening or the Gotham City Sirens that may or may not be happening now? Yeah, and, and it, there's also the thing of like, oh, well, None of this is going to matter in the long run because fucking Flashpoint. Yeah, Flashpoint looks like now more than anything Flashpoint is going to be designed to change everything. And with mm-hmm. that, we can talk about the next piece there. Matt Reeves says that Batman will not be part of the DC Cinematic Universe before everyone yelled at him and he came back and said, no, guys, of course, Batman will be part of the DC Universe. He didn't say Cinematic Universe. He said DC Universe. Batman will be Batman, which does that... not fill me with any hope. <laughs> well, that, that that's like, I don't understand how people were like misinterpreting what he first said because he said it wasn't going to be part of the extended universe their universe is called the tc extended universe that's their cinematic name so when he says that it's not going to be part of it and then you know when people yell at him also too dude uh, we don't even know if Affleck is going to be starring in this now because it's like he could have put everyone at ease by saying yes it will be connected to the other movies yes Affleck will be batman that would have been easy to say. He didn't say it. Yeah, his wording was, it felt like something that was prepared for him. Because it probably was. Yeah. That's terrifying. And now, even this idea where it's like, oh, so the Matt Reeves Batman movie we're getting might not even have Affleck now, and it might not even be connected. Wow. Just, just wow. What a, what a fucking shit show. Yeah, I... I don't understand what they're doing. I could understand if it was connected and it didn't have Affleck because they might want to go back, you know, 20 years to the start of his career. They'll need someone younger. Yeah. But even then they could still have Affleck sort of telling his story to someone or telling, you know, Diana or someone the story, kind of like how they did with the Wonder Woman story, how he, yeah. she was telling Bruce, so that sort of thing. But, yeah, it it's, it's very strange. I, I like your pitch because obviously they've been email buddies now. They've been instant messenger buddies, uh, Wonder Woman and Batman. I would love it if he fires back, like, as soon as her movie's over. That's a good story. Now let me tell you my story. So when I was young, my family and I, we went to the movies, right? <laughs> and then they got fucking shot. And then I got really pissed off and I traveled around the world for like many years learning shit. <laughs> then I came back and dressed as a bat. Yeah, I guess my story's not as wonderful and beautiful as yours, is it? I guess my story's kind of depressing. And then they have like the, 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 the Batgirl, the Nightwing movie. I, I imagine they'll probably want to do a Robin movie. Yeah, where, where are those going to fit in now? Exactly. Again... 
DC Warner Brothers, it looked like you were ready to turn it around. Yeah, we got a good Wonder Woman movie now. We got Joss Whedon, you know, doing cleanup on the Justice League movie now. I think everything's going to be fun. Oh, Ben Affleck doesn't want to be Batman after Justice League. Oh, fuck. Well, it's it's interesting as well because he only signed a three-picture deal. So that's Batman v Superman, Justice League, and one more. And he'd obviously have the choice to come back or not. Yeah. And he sure so, doesn't yeah. seem happy. And he hasn't, he's, has not straight up said, yes, I'm coming back to any of these. Yeah, it's always like a really vague question. Like, oh, I'll, I'll do anything for this, this director or something. Is never yes or no. Very vague, very non-committal. And you know, maybe, maybe this explains all the anarchy on the Batman movie. And maybe this also explains why Flash has gone through so many directors. Because maybe it's like a shit floats downhill effect. Where it's like, well, you know, Affleck was in, now Affleck might be out, so Batman's got to be changed, and that means the Flash movie has to be changed, because this is our only way out of it now, to kind of put our house back in order. And it all goes back to making Batman v Superman your second film in a cinematic universe. (laughs) Maybe not an excellent choice. No. Batman v Superman guest starring Wonder Woman and cameoing from everyone else in the universe. Yep. And I'm glad you mentioned uh, Batman v Superman, Matt, because that segues beautifully into our next topic here. Uh, Apparently, Jesse Eisenberg's uh, Lex Luthor was supposed to be in Justice League, but apparently they've already cut his part. And nothing of value was lost. No, not really. In fact, don't remind me about Jesse Eisenberg, please. If you're going to be fixing your Batman, if you're going to be crisising and flashpointing shit around anyway, can you replace him, too? Yeah, just get someone older and someone who's not playing, like, an autistic joker. (laughs) It's funny, you know, you think back at, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and, like, how easily that could have gone wrong and how easily they could have had actors, you know, drop out and have to change stuff around on the fly. The biggest actor they lost was War Machine. Yeah, and that that, that was just because the guy thought he was too good for this and needed to be paid more. Mm-hmm. And they turned that into a meta joke where it's like, well, Rhodey, you look different. Hey, this is me now. Can we just Can we just move on? <laughs> Exactly, they owned it. Yeah, they owned the fact that it was a different guy. Hell, I think the only other big high-profile change I can think of is they changed one of the Warriors 3 guy, but no one fucking noticed. <laughs> yeah, and there was, like, obviously Edward Norton and Mark oh, Ruffalo. Yeah. yeah, but again, he only had one movie, and that was a movie yeah. most people didn't even see, which is unfortunate, because I love the Norton Hulk movie. It's a really good film. It's a really good thing, but it's like, you know, Hulk ain't gonna be the poster child of your franchise batman they clearly wanted to not only be the poster child of their franchise but they also kind of wanted him to be the nick fury guy that you know connected everything and showed up in the other movies well exactly you see like the the justice league trailers he's the one recruiting everyone and setting everything up and everything You, you gotta love too as we sit here and look at what is essentially phase one of the dc cinematic universe from man of steel to batman v superman to suicide squad and justice league man you, you ran through that phase and that era pretty quick now it's all gotta change yeah well like what was that it's like four three four years and you're already rebooting yeah out <laughs> of necessity really and again this could change maybe they could try and get affleck back maybe they give him like two more dump trucks full of money to stay so they don't look <laughs> stupid maybe because here's the thing if you lose your batman you're gonna look stupid and we'll be making fun of you for years to come 
Yeah, well, I, I was I was talking to some other people, and it's like you you made the guy who wanted to play Batman and play this character for so long not want to play the character anymore. You literally sucked the enthusiasm out of him, and and turned him to drinking in some cases. Yeah, he had to go to rehab at some point during this, in which it's like, fuck, if you're not having fun playing Batman, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. I I remember years ago we joked, you know, at the concept of them not having their Batman. Or, you know, what if Batman screwed up? And the idea is, it's like, look, if you can't even make Batman work at DC Warner Brothers, you might consider quitting, or at the very least, just starting over. I don't think anyone would blame you for starting over. No, 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 I wouldn't if they just kind of, you know, own the fact and say, hey, these movies didn't really work out as well as we thought. We're going to take two years off to restructure everything and write a couple of scripts and come back. In fact, I think most fans would respect you if you were that honest with them. They're like, look, we charged into this thing half cocked. We really wanted to, you know, be a contender with Marvel and all the other people. We rushed it in a few places. We weren't too far a couple places, Matt. <laughs> We're really sorry we went too far. But yeah, you're right. G- give us two years. Let us restructure. Let us really concentrate on this now. Let us actually build a cohesive universe and not fly by the seat of our pants. I think people would really respect that. Yeah, but that ain't going to happen. No, no, of course, because, you know, this is Hollywood. This is, you know, movie making. It's all about, you know, but pay me now, though. But we want money now, though. We want to be a success now, though. Yep. Fuck all that sitting around and waiting shit. You, you know how many movies our competition will put out if we take two years off to work and make something good? <laughs> Fuck that. That ain't happening. <laughs> and that'll be the title of this episode. Fuck that. That ain't happening. <laughs> actually, I don't know if that can be the title now with YouTube's weird draconian policies. I don't think you can actually have fucking a title anymore. Well, I can put, like, the, the, the at symbol and the hash and... The... Oh, yeah, to, to, to really game the system there. Actually, I think our actually putting news in the title has done better. The numbers have uh, gone up considerably since we've changed our title and font game. <laughs> so thank you, everyone, for listening. It's much appreciated. Uh, I guess uh, transitioning from the somewhat dire, somewhat uncertain state of DC movies... To the somewhat more hopeful, yet somehow also very unsure uh, realm of DC app television. Uh, That Teen Titans show, they've actually been casting people left, right, and center, and we got our Starfire this week. We did. Anna Diop, I think is how you pronounce her name. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen her in anything, so they are casting fairly unknown so far. Yeah, no, I haven't seen her in anything. But hey, you know, that's a good thing. And as I mentioned with Starfire, or uh, not Starfire, as I mentioned with Raven a couple shows back, yeah, they really are owning the teen aspect of Teen Titans. Which is good. Yeah, as they should. And of course, you know, uh, Anna Diop is an African-American actress, and the internet responded to the casting of her the same way the internet (laughs) always responds to any subjects regarding race and diversity and anyone who isn't white. They had a (laughs) shit fit, didn't they? They did have a shit fit. And it's especially ridiculous in this case where it's like, guys, guys, Starfire's a fucking alien. She's not white or black or anything. She's goddamn orange. <laughs> Guys, you didn't you didn't throw a hissy fit at Gamora. Yeah, really. Yeah, that is weird, isn't it? It's like the the battles that they choose. But like, here's the thing: I don't think they pitched a fit about Gamora because most of them didn't know who Gamora was back then. 
That's yeah, that's true. It's like pe- people will throw a shit fit if they feel a certain amount of ownership over the character. So the more popular the character is, the more likely there is to be a shit fit, especially if they're a hero, especially if they're a woman hero. Because again, this is very much like the whole back when people thought Zendai was going to be MJ thing. Mm-hmm. Which technically she did end up being MJ, but just a different MJ than what we thought. Mm-hmm. This th- this one this one's just so goddamn ridiculous though. Again, alien. Unless you can actually find me an orange skin woman out there, then yeah, maybe you can make an <laughs> argument. Uh, I'm sure like Trump would be able to find one. I'm sure he would. And Ivanka Trump is Starfire. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> She she borrowed his tanning bed. Oh God, yes. He only took us a couple seconds to get to that joke, but yes, I mean that's that's the Teen Titans show. That one's coming along. It's funny the Teen Titans show. I'm sure they're very proud of it, and I'm sure they're working very hard on it for this new DC app. I think it will forever be overshadowed though, because it's coming out on the same app as Young Justice season three. And every time I hear Teen Titans news, I'm like, yeah, that's cool and everything for this live action show. But yo, man, when, when are we gonna get more Young Justice season three, man? Sh- <laughs> shoot it into my veins. I'm fiending real bad. <laughs> can I can I get just a little Young Justice, just a little YJ for your boy, JD? <laughs> Come on, man, make it happen. Uh, in the realm of DC Animated, because uh, we were talking about Young Justice, uh, we talked about Harley Quinn, Batman last week. We weren't exactly fans of it. No. But uh, as is often the case with these DC Animated outings, you usually get a sneak peek for what the next project is, and we got a rather sizable sneak peek this week looking at Gotham by Gaslight. A lot of the movie already looks to be done. Yeah, and... The, the problem with that is some of it looks kind of cheap. It does. I don't know what's up with the Warner Brothers DC animation department. I, I well, here's the thing. I actually have it on really good, uh, really good account, really good firsthand account. That ever since Flashpoint Paradox, they have been cutting their budget mercilessly. Oh, it shows. <laughs> it really does show. It's funny. It's Gotham by Gaslight, but the animation looks very much in line with the Batman. <laughs> Yeah, that that that's that's what it was. I was like looking at the characters. I'm like, this looks really familiar. Like the character, like the eyes and the faces and everything. I'm like, I couldn't place it. But yeah, it's it's the Batman. It's the Batman, a cheaper version of the Batman. And I'm like, okay, okay. You know, I I like Gotham by Gaslight. Or how how close are you guys following the story? And the answer is eh, pretty close. We're doing the first book, and we're also taking uh, inspiration from the second book. And also, we're going to put Catwoman and all the sidekicks in there, too. And basically, we're going to make it a who's who of Victorian-era Batman characters. Which flies a little bit in the face of the original Gotham by Gaslight, because it was really only Batman, Gordon, Jack the Ripper, and that was about it. Yeah, I, they seem to like doing this sort of thing, just as long as it's not anything gratuitous. Like, we, we have, we're going to stop the movie for ten minutes while they go into a bar that's filled with everything from, you know, the animated series yeah, yeah, yeah. villains to all these villains. But they're all dressed in Victorian, you know, clothes. And, and then we go to, like, the tinkly tonkly piano, and, you know, they all sing like an old bar song together for five minutes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you know, just so long as they're not distracting. Uh, I, I like the Batman Gotham by Gaslight suit. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a really nice costume. Looks nice in animation there. It looks it looks fun. I mean, it looks interesting. I'm hoping now that they actually have the framework of something to work with and they're not flying by the seat of their pants, they can maybe make something worthwhile. 
Yeah, it's not some original film by Bruce Tim. Yeah, but then again, we said the same thing about Killing Joke. We said the same thing about The Last Couple, and they still managed to invent and put new shit in there that didn't need to be in there. That's very true. I'm being I'm being endlessly reminded of uh, Patrice O'Neill before he passed away. Uh, he did one of those Comedy Central roasts, and he was talking about Seth MacFarlane, and he was roasting him. And he's like, you know what your problem is, Seth? You think you're better than the cartoons, but you never be better than the cartoons, Seth. You never be funnier. The last couple DC animated movies, it's like, oh, you guys think you're better than the source material, don't you? You guys think you need to change it and put your own spin on it and everything. Maybe maybe just do the source material people like. <laughs> or or go and develop your own thing. I'm not saying you have to. It's just this like half measures thing that I think continues to fuck you. Yep, yep. Where it's like if you just picked one thing and went with it. Yeah, that yeah, that's the thing. As you said, like they think they think they're too good for the source material. And they never used to be. No. Again, I, I don't know what the working conditions are like over there. I don't know who's actually running the show, but it's clear to see that after Flashpoint Paradox, everything kind of started going wrong for DC Animation. I would say Flashpoint Paradox was the last, like, truly excellent one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we had Assault on Arkham after that, and that was pretty good. And I have a soft spot for Justice League versus Teen Titans, but they can't hold a candle to the ones that came before when, you know, they felt like real movies. Yeah, let's just hope for for this one and for the upcoming Death and Return of Superman movies they're doing. Yeah, they go back to actually feeling like real movies and not like, you know, not almost like weird fan projects. Yeah, yeah. That 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 would be my greatest, you know, complaint about the last handful of DC animated movies. Like these feel like weird animated projects. These feel like these only took one draft. Yeah, yeah, like fans have used Patreon money to fund it and it's taken five years for them to make it or something. Yeah, yeah. Also, too, it's like, you know, maybe don't be afraid to take a break because it seems like they kind of have like a, a conveyor belt thing. Like these are all factory assembled. Well, they do like, what, two a year? Something like that now. Yeah, and, and they release them on not regular, but two a year, yeah. But yeah, maybe take a break because don't, don't we also have like that... Um, uh, that no- 1966 Batman animated oh, movie coming yes, out soon. that's right. The last thing Adam West did before his death. So yeah, there's that too. Yeah, geez. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I feel like maybe... Because they keep using the same writers and directors and animators over and over again. I feel like maybe they're getting a little overtaxed. Yeah, and it's becoming yeah, stale. Maybe someone new should come in and do something. They need a bit of a shake-up. But again, you know, DC Warner Brothers, they might not even really care about the animated thing. They might put these out because they just feel they have to. Yeah, true. Maybe no one's really paying attention. Because, like, it used to be for the longest time we were able to say, oh, sure, the live-action DC Warner Brothers movies might, you know, not be great, but the animated ones are always great. Yeah. Now it's kind of like, eh... Yeah, neither are really that good. <laughs> no, and that's unfortunate. Here's another problem I have. You know, I think lifting content restrictions from them was also a big problem because now that there's you know more sex and more violence and more swearing, they can't sell them directly to children. Yeah, that's true. And with that being the case, and with them being like, oh yeah, we're really gonna you know put a lot of sex and violence and everything else in here because you know we're we're animators and we're writers and this is what we've always wanted to do. You run into a problem where it's like, well then who are these movies for? Then are they for the audience? Or are they for you? 
because it sounds more and more like you're just making these for you and not an audience. Yeah, yeah. Which is an issue. So, I mean, moving on from that, <laughs> if it feels like, you know, we've been dogpiling on DC or Warner Brothers in both live action or animation, don't feel bad because we got a heap of help and a fuck yous to deliver to Fox. Uh, Channing Tatum spoke up this week and says that apparently the Gambit movie, which he is still attached to, is going to be taken back to scratch. Yeah, it's not coming out. <laughs> yeah, stop stop lying to us, Channing Tatum. Come on. <laughs> Does anybody really want a Gambit movie? No, no one wants one. Especially oh, no, now. Not, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, where it's like, I think your time has passed. Shit, I barely want to see, like, a new X-Men movie anymore that's just, like, an X-Men team movie. Yep. I mean, especially, like, post-Logan and post-Deadpool, do you really want to see a Gambit movie? Mm-hmm. Although, shockingly, from what I understand, the reason they're taking this back to scratch is because of the success of uh, Logan and Deadpool. Yeah, they want to make it, and that completely, you know, disregards what made those movies special. Yeah, so in a post-apocalyptic future, old man Channing Tatum <laughs> falls in love with a prostitute and uh, <laughs> needs to get her back <laughs> from not Ed Skirin. Yeah. That's how that movie's going to be. What blows me away, it's like, you know, hey, Gambit is like a professional thief, right? You got, you know, the, what is it, the clan of thieves and the clan of assassins and everything in New Orleans. Why don't you make a mutant heist movie? Well, that's the thing. Why didn't they just do, like, here's the pitch, Ocean's Eleven, but with mutant powers. Yeah, how, how is that not a pitch? How is that not like a sell right there? He's, he's got to go steal something from, you know, the the Hellfire Club or something, and he, he he'll need he needs like a, a certain group of mutants that have a certain set of mutant powers to help him. A very special set of skills, exactly. That we just wrote your movie for yeah, you, folks. Yeah, you just wrote the. How is that not a pitch? How is that not a thing? Furthermore, for that Joker Harley Quinn origin, how did no one say, hey, let's do Joker and Harley Quinn by way of natural born killers? Exactly. Like these movies write themselves. How how has no one come up with these? Are Matt? Are are we smarter than your average Hollywood writer? Are we better pitch people? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. We. Are. I'm not going to beat around the bush. Yes. Because <laughs> it's like here's the thing. Most of the comics we love took like inspiration from movies and TV shows that we also love. It's like, do you not want to do the obvious thing where you get laughed at in Hollywood if you do the obvious thing? Yeah, it, is it like some weird thing that like if you choose that you get like like shunned or something? I guess. I mean, hell, Logan was basically okay. Logan meets Unforgiven. Yeah, yeah, and it worked. It was, or even more so to put it another way, Logan meets Shane. So much to the point, fucking Shane was in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Which means we'll see a moment in the Gambit heist film that we're pitching where they have the original Ocean's Eleven with like the Rat Pack on TV in the background while they're planning their heist. <laughs> that's what we'll do but yeah so that's that's your update on the Gambit movie everyone be sure to check back in six months when we tell you it's cancelled <laughs> and that it's not coming out or it's somehow now like a Wolverine Gambit movie or an <laughs> X X23 Gambit movie or a Deadpool and Gambit movie ooh I'm okay with that <laughs> although that would be pretty hilarious it's like look we can't make a Gambit movie work on it's own so Gambit needs a buddy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically Batman v Superman. Yeah, we gotta have the buddy system here. Gam Gam's gotta have a little buddy in there. 
Is Rogue enough of a box office draw? Can we have a Rogue and Gambit movie? <laughs> and maybe if that's successful enough, they'll actually put Rogue and Gambit back together in the comics? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, possibly. So, uh, moving on from there, uh, here was an interesting story that grabbed a fair amount of traction on the internet this week. Uh, an Irish comic company, or an Irish comic store chain, Big, uh, Big Bang Comics, uh, managed to court a fair amount of controversy by publicly declaring that it will ditch the brand new Marvel Legacy lenticular covers when they come out in a big protest. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty fucking huge and pretty fucking ballsy, too, where it's like, look... There's a lot of stores that don't like a lot of the gimmicky shit. They don't like the 3D covers. They don't like, you know, the lenticulars and all this other stuff. Takes up space in your store. Comics are hurting enough as it is in physical media. You may never sell them all, and you might just be saddled with a bunch of them. But to just come straight out and say, no, Marvel, we're not going to be stocking these, and we're not going to be ordering them, that's pretty big. Yeah, it has has been interesting more because they'll, they'll stop them, but are they going to stop any of the lenticular covers coming from... Um, DC. Uh, good question. Uh, they just they just said because obviously, yeah, because obviously the Oz effect has them. I imagine we'll probably be getting some for Doomsday Clock. Mm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if like Metal has some coming. I don't right. know. Let's uh, let's ask them. <laughs> let's phone them up right now. What time is it in Ireland right now? <laughs> Let's let's get to the bottom of this shit. But yeah, it was it's one of those things. Like I say, it's a ballsy move because it's like, look, if you publicly start saying that to a company like Marvel, they'll be like, oh, okay, I'll keep that in mind then for the next big cool thing we're doing, and you won't get called. <laughs> like again, it's like you're taking you're taking your fucking you know business in your hand doing something like that to you know publicly be difficult to one of the big two, especially because it's like you know stores the big two. You guys kind of need each other to stay alive, and the fact that you're feeling so desperate right now that you're willing to bite the hand that is Marvel, okay. Yeah, and there's like nothing stopping them saying, well, fine then, if you don't take these covers, you don't get these yeah. books. Yeah, you, you don't get any of this other cool shit. I mean, I mean, are they in such a place where they can't afford to just, like, you know, be dicks to, like, a small retailer like that when everyone kind of needs everyone right now? <laughs> Yeah, I, I have no idea. It's like, guys, you're both really desperate right now. Can you not... M mommy, Daddy, stop fighting. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, I'm not saying Big Bang Comics is wrong. You know, I can imagine there's a lot of people in the comic industry that are feeling this way who own stores and shit. It's just to, like, actually come out and say it is like, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll definitely keep you up to speed on that to see what comes down the pipeline over that. I just thought that was interesting and uh, merited getting talked about. Yeah. Uh, another piece of news that I thought we would enjoy talking about, uh, Matthew Rosenberg, who wrote that truly excellent and truly underrated Kingpin miniseries uh, this year. He's also writing Secret Warriors. He wrote uh, Rocket Raccoon for a little bit. It was announced that he's going to be taking the helm on Punisher from Becky Cloonan when Legacy starts. Cool. And yes, the covers were correct. Frank Castle will be putting on Rhodey's War Machine costume. Oh, sick. And yet he will not be calling himself War Machine. Uh, Rosenberg made a good point of saying that. It was like, no, 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 he's still the Punisher. He just needs the War Machine suit now. Oh, so he's, he's up against something big. Something big or, you know, depending on how much they want to take from Secret Empire. Remember, Natasha slashed up his legs pretty bad. 
Yeah, yeah, maybe he needs it to walk. Yeah, maybe it's like a medical prosthetic thing, like he actually needs it. I, I, I can I can just imagine, like, he, he's gone to, like, some doctor and there's, like, okay, well, we've got, like, this exosuit here and it, like, works really well. And so he's like, no, I want that one. That one kills people. Yeah, give me the war machine. Fucking give me the war machine. Okay, fine, Frank. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, if I kick someone, I can kick their head off. <laughs> yeah, really. And, you know, Rosenberg gave gave quite the interview and he's like, you know, uh, Frank is a guy he really respected Rhodey because, you know, like him he was more soldier than superhero and so you know this is kind of like his way of, his, his own twisted fucked up way of showing respect <laughs> by putting on the costume so that means uh th- that means that in his time frank castle has been both an iron man and a captain america yeah yeah and, and yeah it's very similar to when he, he became captain america <laughs> yeah yeah as a form of tribute yeah he's also been a frankenstein and an angel He's lived an interesting life. (laughs) But yeah, I'm totally interested in this. I think Rosenberg did a great job writing crime stuff with uh, Kingpin. I'm really interested to see what he does here. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to be checking this one out. And I put it on here because I'm hoping you'll all check it out too. Because I'm definitely rooting for Rosenberg. I did. That's going back to its original numbering, isn't it, Punisher? Yep, that's one of the ones that goes back to its original numbering. It's weird original numbering where it's like, okay, what books are you counting for this? Because there's been so many. It's it's like Action Comics where they they, they sneakily counted the New 52 so they'll be able to get to 1,000 within the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's going to be a good year for the Punisher. Obviously, he's got his Netflix show coming. He's got this new run. And Garth Ennis is coming back to write uh, Punisher the Platoon. Oh, yeah, that's going to be good. That is going to be good. I'm excited for that. And speaking of Marvel stuff, uh, Ed Bresson, who I didn't know was Canadian until just recently, uh, he made a big deal about signing exclusively with Marvel this week. Cool. Not that it should surprise anyone. He's only writing like five books right now for them. <laughs> yeah, it'd be funny if it's like, oh, I'm only doing this part-time. I'm really just working for for, for DC. Yeah, I'm writing really. their new event. <laughs> yeah, how many fucking books is he writing? Iron Fist, Cable, Old Man Logan, that, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, what is that? Freaking Bullseye miniseries, which is done right now. Uh, is there any more I'm forgetting? Uh, I don't know. I, I know Cable, I think he's coming on to Cable. I know James Robinson's still writing it at the moment. Oh, is he? How, how is Cable? I meant to. I picked up the first issue and never read it. It's pretty good. He punched Rasputin this week. That's always good. Fuck Rasputin. <laughs> Fuck him in his stupid Rasputin face. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I wasn't crazy about his Bullseye series. Everyone says, you know, give his old man Logan a try. His Iron Fist ain't great. His old man Logan's pretty good. I've still got to review the the latest issue, but it, it it's pretty cool. It's it's funny they traded out one Ontario Canadian for another Ontario Canadian when it came to old man Logan. Oh, <laughs> Lemire's out. Who else do we have who's Canadian? Who can we who can we put on this right quick? <laughs> I'm 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 looking here for other shit he's read. Like I'm actually going to his website and I'm like, okay, what, what the fuck else has he read? Or uh, written. Uh, apparently, he also wrote uh, what is it? That Sons of Anarchy comic for a little bit. Oh, okay. That's it. I I didn't read that either, and I was a big fan of Sons of Anarchy. I think I like started uh, reading it and then stopped. I'm like, that's okay. Yeah, I think it's even still going on. Yeah, I think it is. Well, because then they also had like a prequel story where it's like you know the originals. Yeah. So yeah, he he's written Sons of Anarchy. He had a run on Secret Avengers. Oh, he had a two issue run on Secret Avengers. 
He wrote <laughs> Unissue of Battle World. Oh, he wrote a little Batman and Robin Eternal. You don't say. Mm, cool. That was that was the one I really enjoyed. So yeah, that's uh, that's that. Everyone, do we have any other news? Uh, oh, speaking of Canada, this this isn't one I imagine we'll talk about long. This one just made me laugh. So apparently, Savage Dragon. You know, that character who had a show for a little bit, that Eric Larson creation, is going to be moving to Canada in a political protest. Yeah, cool. This isn't going to be dated at all. No, I was already thinking, like, I'm like, wow, you know, Eric Larson doesn't seem like a dude who's all that political. Or if he does, I assumed his politics would swing him the other way. But, yeah, again, it's like, that's cool and everything, Larson, but this feels like, you know, like a couple years old, and it's like, shouldn't shouldn't he have left in protest right after the election? Why is Savage Dragon only leaving now? Yeah, like back in November or something. And what's funny is that, like, reading the article here, this isn't like a metaphorical thing, because, you know, Eric Larson does not deal in metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> they go over his head. Yeah, they go over his head. Like, this isn't like, oh, does Savage Dragon leave Chicago as, like, a protest to, like, some, you know, new Trump-esque mayor? No, literally President Trump in the Savage Dragon universe makes it, like, against the law to be, like, a metahuman or something. Oh, god damn it. So, so Savage Dragon leaves, and I'm like, wow, really? And, and like, he goes to Toronto. <laughs> I love all the stuff. It's going to be dated, and that's like the the new season of of American Horror Story is all about like a a lesbian couple losing their shit because Trump won. Mm. And I'm like that's not going to get dated at all. Well, you you say it's dated, Matt, but we'll have at least eight years of it. Then, of course, the nuclear <laughs> war, and then all media won't matter because we'll all be dead. So you know, it'll actually all be very current. Media will be outlawed, you see, because it's all fake news. Exactly, is what it is. That's where we're headed, so you don't gotta worry. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine, Matt. It's all gonna be fine. <laughs> I mean, nothing's gonna be fine, but, you know, I'm just saying, you know, maybe keep, uh, Maybe keep your interceptors in the garage, keep your leather jackets and, you know, your, your road warrior gear, because we'll be going there soon enough. I, I've buried fuel in the yard. <laughs> good good idea, as you should. <laughs> keep, it, keep it close. I, I, I'm sawing off the shotguns right now to deal with the irradiated hordes in the future. <laughs> and this is where the boomy holes happened. <laughs> oh, really? The boomy holes? Did they also blow up your dictionaries, too? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the nuclear war blew up our dictionaries. They were the first to go. <laughs> uh, so on that note, everyone, uh, you were all nice enough to give some questions, so I guess let's read some. Let's read some. Uh, Alan Smith, who was the first one I see as I pick up my pad to read... Uh, Joel and Matt, do you think there should be a major event in DC Comics involving Green Arrow? And if so, what would it be about? Maybe like Archer's War or something. Uh, well, I mean, you're preaching to the choir on this one. Of course, I think <laughs> there should be a major Green Arrow event in DC Comics. I, I think there should be as well. I, I wouldn't really call it a, a major event, but like what's happening now is kind of a major event for him. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It really is. And apparently he's going to, like, uh, his books are going to cross over a lot with what's happening in metal. Like, he's one of the few books that's getting, like, an actual tie-in. Yeah, he's, like, part of the Resistance or something. So that's good. Yeah. That's raising his profile a little bit. Uh, but dum but um Who else has a question? Dun, 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 dun. 
<laughs> uh, Jared Williams asked, what happened to voice actor interviews? Uh, lost to time and internet, not my call. <laughs> the ones I actually did, and as far as getting new ones, it's difficult being on four shows a week, making two videos a day, and still being on top of all of it. If I could do more, I absolutely would. Uh, yeah. in, in fact, I know people said, you know, hey, that uh, interview with Axel Braun, what happened to that? Uh, almost happened. Uh, emailed back and forth to him a couple times. The only problem is the dude is insanely busy. The dude makes like five movies a year. Five movies a week, you mean? Five movies a week. <laughs> the, the dude's a busy dude. Like, again, I follow him on Twitter. He's like, hey, and here's my new movie coming out, and here's my other new movie coming out. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this man's a machine. His turnaround rate. <laughs> that being said, he is hyping up his, like, Justice League Triple X movie. And I'd really like to try and get him in there because it's like he's shown like, hey, here's my Batwoman costume and here's my Flash costume and they all look great. <laughs> They're all pretty much better than what they are in the movies, the multi-million dollar movies. They're all comic accurate and that's so weird and I would really like to talk to him <laughs> about that and his inspiration. <laughs> so, you know, don't don't rule that out. If I do do another interview, I think what I'm going to do is, like, I would splicey-splicey it in the middle of our show. It would be, like, Matt and I talking news, then an interview, and then, like, an end piece with me and Matt. Yeah. Is what I'd do. Uh, another question here. Ben Parker. What indie property would you like to see cross over with Marvel or DC? Hmm. That's good. Hmm. We're still... I would like to see Chrononauts crossover with the Legion of Superheroes. Oh, shit. That's a good one. There's a lot of good crossovers coming from DC right now. You know, we got Conan meeting Wonder Woman. We got the Power Rangers meeting the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray Donovan meets the Punisher. <laughs> Although that'd be over pretty quick because uh, the Punisher would kill the Ray Donovan family who we love so much. <laughs> <laughs> like these guys are scumbags. What's that? You're criminals. Look, I don't care that you're nuanced, complicated criminals. You're all dick bags, though, and you're all gonna die. <laughs> oh man! So I found out something crazy about Ray Donovan. Uh, you know his buddy Avi in the show. Yeah. That's Scarface's best friend from Scarface. Oh really? Yes. Oh wow. That's Manny from Scarface. Isn't that some shit? Damn. Also, if you've been watching Ray Donovan this season, this isn't much of a spoiler, but Avi hasn't been in the show yet. Uh, yeah, that's because the actor was away in rehab. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh. That means we're not going to see him. He's fine now. He just missed out on this season. <laughs> uh, Lolly Trolley asks, what's the best but most unknown DC comic or comic character? You know, hmm. Yeah, what's, what's our underground shit, Matt? What's our underground uh, hipster shit that we would pull out? Oh, Jesus. Um... I feel like we're going to miss some obvious ones. I, of course, still hold up Talon as one of the best, like, man, he could have <laughs> been a contender, man. He could have been great. <laughs> um... I, I don't know because a lot of the stuff like DC are already doing. Like you would have thought that they would have been, it would have been like too far out. They've already started bringing back into comics. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, um, is, uh, is 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 Midnighter considered unknown? I mean, he had a series and a miniseries. Just yeah, they, that, that's kind of like what I'm talking about. Like Midnighter is kind of unknown, but then he had like a super popular miniseries and then a, a team up series with Apollo. I mean, the Doom Patrol, but then again, it's like, no, well, the Doom Patrol has their own goddamn imprint right yeah. now dedicated to them. 
Yeah, Wildstorm. Wildstorm is in the middle of like a 25 issue run, and then, then they're getting like spin offs and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess anything Milestone, because that's going to continue to be underground, because that ain't going to happen in a bit until they work <laughs> out the legal shit. That's true, yeah. I mean, I, I guess what's something like, uh, like, like really underground for Marvel, uh, shit. Yeah, I, I'm not really too familiar with underground stuff for Marvel. Yeah, I'm, I'm drawing a freaking blank here for that one. Uh, that's that's a good question, Lolly Charlie. We, it, you see, if I could have read, read these questions beforehand, I would have actually thought about these. That's that's a good question because that requires some thought. Yeah. Uh, our old pal Generation Wes asks favorite trope. Like comic trope, uh, comic trope, or just trope in general? Because I mean, tropes for movies and comics and TV—they all kind of fall under the same banner a lot of the time. Uh, the villain is related to the hero. That's a really good one. I also like all legends are true. All legends and myths are absolutely one hundred percent true. <laughs> That's one of my favorites, where it's like, you know, they say, you know, back in the day, they tell a story, there's a legend. I'm like, oh, well, it must be correct then, because they're always correct. <laughs> no one ever is dealing in bad stories or stories that have been, you know, like, uh, over-exaggerated. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Eli Beck, who's your favorite comic artist? I assume he means, like, right now. Uh, Marquez has drawn a fuck of a Defenders book right now. He, he is. I, I've, I've just been catching up on that book. That, that book looks really nice. I mean, Lemire, or not Lemire, uh, Sorrentino, who often works with Lemire. I mean, Sorrentino is definitely one of the most, like, interesting comic book uh, artists today. Mm-hmm. His shit's pretty damn sweet. Uh, oh, of course, uh, Juan Fiera, Fiara, the guy who does oh, Suicide God, yeah. Squad and Green Arrow. Oh, his art is amazing. His shit's beautiful, especially that last issue where he got to draw Batman for the first time. Oh, yeah, Drew's a true, like, Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. uh, Del Mundo, I'm a huge fan of Del Mundo stuff. Yeah, he, he was drawing um, uh, Avengers. Yes, is, I think he's still drawing Avengers. I, I think he had a break. Oh, yeah, no, he did the, the Thor issue, yeah. I mean, Francis Manipal, there's another guy. I mean, his Trinity shit, like, every image has been a beautiful poster-quality image. Yep, Clay Man. He's the one who does. He's done some Trinity stuff, and he's done some Superman stuff. His art looks really great. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Uh, 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 Shinobi asks, "Is it reasonable to pay uh, seventeen hundred dollars for a premium gaming laptop?" Because I'm thinking about doing that. Ooh, we're getting life advice now, Matt. Uh, buy buy a desktop instead. <laughs> there you go. I, see, I was going to throw that question over to you because it's like, well, Matt does way more PC gaming than me. That's a Matt question is what that is. If you're going to buy something that's $1,700, just save up that little bit extra and get the desktop. Mm -hmm. I, I was saving up. I want a new camera, but then I got these trips I'm taking, so that took a chunk out of my wallet right quick. Uh, <laughs> not Not Theodore asks, who's your favorite Robin? Ooh, um... It's hard not to say Dick, he was the first. Yeah, yeah, Tim. Tim is pretty great. Nobody says Jason. No. Uh, Damien's grown on me a fair amount, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, he's been pretty cool in, in, in Super Sons. And in the Titans book and everything, He's he's done a fair amount of growing recently. Oh, excuse me, it's still early. Uh, but um, but um, uh, Kenneth asks, "What have been some of the worst final episodes of shows in recent years?" Ooh, 
uh, Flash. <laughs> lost. Oh, yeah, Lost, man. I was right with Lost right until that last 15 minutes, I tell you what. <laughs> I never watched Dexter, but I know people really hated the end of Dexter. Oh, yeah, he's goddamn, like, he logan it. He's, like, out ch- chopping trees in Canada or something. Yeah, freaking. uh... <laughs> Uh, they, they were kind of course correcting, but I think it was an explana- uh, exclamation point on what was ultimately a bad season. But Flash season three's final episode wasn't great. Yeah, yeah, that that wasn't no. I mean, shit. Legend season two arguably had a better final episode. It did because it set up the, the the rest of the the next season. I mean, yeah. It looks interesting. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, yet again, I'm sure this is another one that if uh, that if we thought about this one longer, I'm sure we could think of some more to put in there. Yeah. I never yeah. even finished watching South Park last season because I was so disappointed by what they were doing with it. Well, I guess the last episode of that would probably be pretty disappointing. I'm sure it will, even though it seemed like in the title they kind of got what they did wrong. They called it like the end of serialization. I'm like, good, good, you should be ending serialization. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, Gil Crab, favorite indie graphic novel that surprised you? Well, I, I don't. I haven't read a lot of them re- uh, lately, mainly because I've had too much to read mainstream. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm a big booster of Southern Bastards. Love that one to death. Mm-hmm. But yeah, much like you, I have so much time trying to keep up with just all the superhero stuff. I don't really get to read a lot of indie that I would like to. No. I hear, uh, what is it? I hear great things about that Donny Cates one that everyone really enjoyed. God Country. Oh, yes, that that Donny Cates one. <laughs> yeah, God Country. Everyone really loved that one. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, Truman Satterwhite. Uh, if you had to pick a favorite D-list character, who would it be? Shocker's fun. <laughs> yeah, he, he's pretty fun. Shocker is wonderfully D-list and will never rise above his station. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he's he's happy with that. I think he's fine with that. He he lives his gimmick shocker. Good. Just going going off of um Secret Empire this week. Yeah, Black Ant. Oh yeah, Black Black Ant. That's a really good one, man. Him and Taskmaster have a great scene. They do. They're the unsung heroes of Secret Empire. They are. They are the Balkan Skull, Beavis and Butthead of Secret Empire. <laughs> and I only wish them the best in the future. Hey man, seems like we're losing. Yeah man. Want to, want to switch teams? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they'll do it with you. They'll do it to you. Uh, Ned's Hat, which is our old buddy Ironham, says there, is Kit Harrington secretly a past version of George R. R. Martin, and are they actually grown-up Kang babies from the future? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've seen that picture that's made the rounds of George R. R. Martin in high school. He looks a little like Kit Harrington. A, a little bit, yeah. I, uh, I, yes, Ned's hat, yes, on all of those. <laughs> uh, ba dum I think that's everything. Yeah, I think we answered all the questions. Holy shit. Yeah, we answered quite a few of them. Yeah, holy shit balls. Thank you, everyone who wrote the way you did. I appreciate that. You helped make the show what it was this week. I guess we can start winding this down. I gotta edit more videos, uh, to make sure that you guys have content, uh, while I'm gone. What, uh, what, what are you doing with the rest of you? Well, I guess rest of your night, Matt. Um, I'm probably gonna go to bed, because it's one o'clock in the morning. Oh, well, thank you for joining me on this one, Matt. Thank you for making it a night show. That's alright. 
There you go. So, uh, yeah, thank you everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you're a patron, you'll get to listen to this first for as little as a dollar a month. You get exclusive videos and podcasts, and you get to help support me and Matt. Uh, another way you can support us is, hey, the next time you want to buy yourself a comic book trade, we both have book depository links, and that would be much appreciated. You get a great deal, and uh, you get to help us out along the way. Yep, and free shipping. Everyone likes free shipping. Everyone loves free shipping. How can you not love free shipping? Uh, what else? Uh, oh, uh, Matt's working on some new T-shirt designs. I don't know when uh, we might have those done, but you know they're a little little Thor Ragnarok themed. I think you might enjoy those. I'll be sure to put those up where you can find them when those are done. Yep, yeah, they're actually done. Oh, you just got to send them over to me, and I just got to make them happen. I do. Okay, so maybe sometime after the next week or so, once I have some downtime, I'll put those up. Because they look really good, and I actually want to take those around to con, because they look freaking sweet. Matt uh, Matt outdid himself on these ones. Yeah. So, uh, anything else on your channel that you're working on that you want to tell people about? Uh, not, not really, no. Yeah, same here. Uh, yeah, I guess on that note, everyone, we'll bring the show to a close for this week. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody, and we will be back again. Maybe not next week, but the week after for sure. Definitely. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. See ya.